2: pretty much made it my home my life my passion i have other passions unfortunately for my sins i'm an arsenal supporter and a shark supporter so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media marketing and money but we don't take jokes about arsenal or the sharks i'm
1: doug Mateus, uh
2: the doc on the
1: show uh and again for those of you don't know me i've uh, spent 30 years in in uh, various companies in south africa Uh, Running uh, different marketing functions, and the last job I had, I was privileged enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year on year growth. So that was a a great achievement uh, for the team, and and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, From a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing, so we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep,
2: that's right, Doc. Hey Gordon, another week, another podcast. How's it going? It's good, doc, and we're all getting ready for spring. And uh, I think that just generally creates a climate of positivity. So yeah, I think you know um, some interesting things happening uh, in the industry, and uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to a, a change of season and maybe a change of mindset and getting on a positive footing, which is really what we're talking about today, you know, positivity in marketing and just and how that can roll through into uh, a general climate of positivity in in the country, which is, I think, something we're all desperately, you know, sort of orientating towards. But yeah, good, good, uh, good to meet this morning. And I'm really excited about this topic, because it has a fantastic play out. Yeah,
3: it's absolutely good. And, you know, again, I think most of us, you know, talking in different marketing circles, media <laughs> circles, marketing brand circles, whatever the case may be, it's that role of, of marketing as a catalyst uh, to move companies forward, to engender energy, to bring people on board, etc. And, you know, again, it's, it's marketing share the love, you know, it's across the company. And today, again, you know, as you mentioned, we're going to be talking about good stuff, but really good stuff uh around purpose a lot of companies i guess want to get into the purpose bandwagon if you like and some of it's done better than others in my opinion and i think this is an example of purpose being done well in the past being done well today and and we'll chat a little bit about you know some of the future so um it's it's our great pleasure to welcome nadia Mohammed marketing director of Mondelez International for Africa. Uh, And for those of you perhaps not familiar, we're going to talk Cadbury's, uh, in particular Cadbury's uh, Milk chocolate. Lonnie, thanks very much. We're really looking forward to it. We've been trying to get a hold of you for a while. I know you've been busy. And it's just such a fantastic
0: opportunity to chat with you. Thank you, Doug, and thank you for having me. Certainly a privilege, uh, and uh, thanks for the patience. Both yourself and Gordon have had immense patience. We've had our hands full with our current climate, but uh, happy to be here today.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, I mean, as Gordon said, we're not going to dwell on the negative. We're going to dwell and talk really in detail about the positive, and I think one of the things um, I just want to ask the first question and step back a few months, uh, the Marketing Achievement Awards Cadbury's walked away with the best purpose led for a fantastic campaign. Now, again, for listeners perhaps not that familiar with that campaign, can you tell us a little bit about the little generosity shop, what it was all about, and then the results of that campaign?
0: Yeah, sure. So I think, Doug, you know, Cadbury Dairy Milk, as you say, keeps us all positive, right? That's the job of chocolate. But I think the brand is always aimed to bring people closer together, and it's founded in, in the spirit of generosity. And I think, you know, last the year before last, a very scary statistic that really touched the hearts of the Mondelez team was that often children remain the most vulnerable in society. And that's the campaign that you're referring to uh, that won the um, Best Purpose Led Campaign Award because, you know, ultimately we we have a role to play as brands within the, within society and having over 2 million orphans in south africa i think cadbury dairy milk firstly used the power of its brand, the power of its marketing platforms to really showcase what we call generosity in action. And I think we demonstrated that, uh, and the team at the time demonstrated that the public can show a small generous act and that can have a huge impact and, and a life-changing effect. So the little generosity shop launched in 2019, Doug, um, across the country, and it really provided a space to donate pre-loved toys alongside personalized messages that a child would receive and um, I think in only three months a hundred thousand toys books and games were collected and distributed to a range of beneficiaries throughout South Africa and I smile because I think it should put a smile on your face when a society can come together to do the generous act that makes such a difference and I think um, you know, generosity is all about a glass and a half. Cadbury dairy milk is all about a glass and a half. Um, but just when one would do, or one glass would do, we in Cadbury Dairy Milk World believe that there's always a glass and a half in everyone.
3: Yeah, it's wonderful. And I think what she's saying is it's it's all, you know, I think inherently people are good. Uh, and it's just to find that goodness. And sometimes, you know, in adversity, you bring out that goodness. And again, I don't, I don't want to dwell on the negative. We've seen the scenes of a few weeks back, how people rallied together in times of adversity. And, and I suppose what you want to do is capture that goodness for all time. You know, in other words, not have a bad incident to bring people together, but for people to come together yeah. you know, in, a, in, a, in a voluntary manner, etc. And that's wonderful that you're using your property that has got such great memories for, for us as kids, I guess, for most people who, who love chocolate, as kids, and and you're taking it not just from um, a chocolate, but to doing good stuff. Now, looking a little bit forward into today, so that was that was generosity shop, a hundred thousand toys, books, uh, games, etc. Fantastic. Um, how was that followed up, or has it been followed up with, with something current?
0: Oh yes, I think you know. Ultimately, you know, we've we we we've had to ensure that. Inspiring goodness though has to encourage connections regardless. And I think, you know, our, our brands and, and as you know, we we're at a sort of a, a precipice with regards to our brand positioning. And overall, we we've moved out of that sort of joy space if you remember correctly and we've moved into this notion of generosity and it's about how we take um and engage with our consumers and and not only using the power of their wallet but how do we use the times that we're in to actually adopt a purpose-driven market approach and having said that I think you know very well um of late we've launched um read to succeed which I'm sure is what you're referring to and it's really about it's I think what inspired it is this notion around you know the Cadbury master brand is 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 all about inspiring more Cadbury goodness in the world. And we looked at how do we use this vehicle to support our mission? How do we use this vehicle um, to drive a societal issue that we could affect change, real change, and something that was important to our consumers and made sense to our brand? And uh, we could credibly drive action. And ultimately, our launch of of, uh, REACH Succeed is, is, is all about translating just one word, Doug, just one word into into um, you know your native language. We have eleven different languages in South Africa, and the future of every nation is dependent on its children, and that's where our focus is. So um, you know, if I go into a bit of the details, I don't know if you want me to dive into a bit of the details. But ultimately, that's how we have followed up our, our purpose led uh, initiative post the, the the little generosity shop.
3: I certainly agree into that detail, but Gordon, just just a quick question in terms of you know in your in your view in in your circle in your experience, are you finding that consumers are gravitating towards brands that resonate with them in terms of of values and and behavior, or are you finding that people are are sort of their shopping behavior hasn't changed?
2: Yeah, I I think it's a multi-layered response. I think the first thing I just need to clarify, Doc, you talked about you know those. Who, of us who love chocolate as kids there's a quite a handful of us out there who still love chocolates as, as adults as well. So don't don't give up on your childhood dream, uh, Doc. <laughs> that's my first point, um, but I think you know, Nadia, you talked about creating purpose, and I, purpose is more credible um, from a consumer's perspective when it's when it's built on a legacy of purpose. And I think if you if you're seen, and we we've seen that, and later we'll talk about. Uh, you know, sort of uh, the adaptation of Dion Chang's uh, term "good washing" from green washing, and everyone wants to be an environmentally friendly company these days, even BP. So, I think the integrity comes from the fact that it's built on a history or, or, or a legacy in that regard. And yeah, uh, you know, the, the 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 reading component of it for me is crucial because it, it, it's like a sequential building block. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, as you were talking about reading, uh, there's two books I think all South Africans should read before we, they listen to this podcast. One of them is Kahil Gibran, the Prophet, and the other one is um, from William uh, Kamkwamba, the Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. Because between those two books, there's all you need to know about uh, how to give and, and 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 how to extract value, in particular from from uh, the Prophet. The, the, the phrase which always Sticks with me, and, I, and I'm going to sort of quote it, hopefully fairly accurately. Is you you give but little when you give of your possessions. It is when you give of yourself mm-hmm. that you truly give. And I think if if the program had kind of stuck at me just giving away a previously loved toy, you know, it might have lost momentum. But the moving on to the constructive component of reading and 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 building around words and learning words. I mean, you know, I have a discipline as well. I try to learn a new word a day, just write it down and try and internalize it. And the poor old petrol attendant, uh, you know, gets the benefit of my learning once a week. I think sometimes, you know, he's he's quite keen to correct me. But, but you know, it's, I think this whole issue of reading, you know, gives us a chance to build a legacy and and then get engaged Uh Uh, in the process ourselves, beyond just giving of possessions.
0: No, I agree. I agree there, Gordon. And I think, you know, the challenge, and Doug, you mentioned everybody's on the purpose journey, right? I think adopting purpose is really not a nice to have. It needs to be an intent. It's a you know, it shouldn't be about ticking a box or desperately trying to remain relevant. Um, And and hopefully, Gordon, as you translate your words and, and use the petrol attendant as a teacher, I think, you know, every opportunity we have, we need to establish some kind of authentic connection. And that's what brands need to do. And if the opportunity is to drive long-term impact, I think you have to actually have a genuine belief that you can make a difference. And the long-term commitment and passion needs to be entrenched in in your organization. And that's why um, reading was so important. There's three elements that change a society. The first I think you're more familiar with than I am, but um, is undoubtedly financial infrastructure. The second is is, um, health infrastructure, which we've seen and Doug, you've you've, you've certainly mentioned it, let's not dwell on the minutiae, but health infrastructure has come to light of late. And the third is educational infrastructure. And I think that's where we realize that, you know, all the activities we embark on as a company and as a brand is more than just campaigns. And this is why we aligned our cause um, to an issue that resonates with our brand. And you mentioned, um, you know, Dion Chang's, um, you know, phrase around uh, good washing. Well, doing something for reputation and not for impact, you know, is is certainly not the intent. Um, because we want to make a real change in an area that has the biggest impact. And that's the foundation of a strategic approach to growing our society. And as we tap into generosity, I think the instinct to go above and beyond and be selfless and to genuinely improve someone else's life spoke to this notion around communication, education. And as I said, you know, the detail of the campaign is that, you know, we're hoping to grow the future of our nation, and to do that, um, some of the one of the statistics, um, Gordon, that was really for me was quite a sad moment for us was that seventy eight percent of grade four learners are not able to read for meaning, and that for me just it sparked this impotence around how does. Cadbury, drive a change and make a change, and that's how Read to Succeed was born. It's an opportunity where the brand can have an impact and filter goodness into every angle of, of our portfolio, but most importantly, this single minded aim to ignite love for reading amongst our next generation. For me, felt like you know, Doug mentioned, uh, you know, the in PE, he he he, he stayed near our, our plant and I always say when, when we visit PE it's like visiting Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because there's a notion of warmth and goodness in, in, our, in our product and in our brand and bringing the consumer on board to deliver that and to drive the change. I truly believe that our actions will speak louder and more prominent um, in the next couple of years. Um, and in our own words is, is a call to action to all South Africans to just generously just translate one word and maybe... Gordon, seeing that you're doing this every day, I hope you can help us co-author a library of enchanting children's books in in African language because, you know, it's our first step. It's in its nuances and it's a three-year journey that we've established um, with very solid goals and deliverables and we hope that we can encourage South Africa and the African continent to go on the journey with us to have a measurable impact. So, um, just
2: to, just I'm looking the, forward to your word. <laughs> yeah, look, it's. I think you know you you've opened up a huge opportunity here. Um, I come from a, a family of school teachers. I myself am a, a school teacher by profession. My wife's a school teacher. My three daughters are all school teachers. So teaching is is something which is embedded in our in our life and in our home. Um, and. In the, in the area in which I live, Kensington, there is an initiative, unfortunately, which crashed uh, just before COVID, where retired school teachers, English teachers, were asked just to come down to the local school or the local community centre and sit with children and help them with their reading. So, and I think this is an opportunity to go beyond the... Uh, the posturing, perhaps, of of just giving a toy. I don't want to be negative about it because I think it's marvellous. It's a wonderful initiative, but there's a huge opportunity. So I think one needs to coordinate with teachers and particularly retired teachers. There's so much talent lying around, um, and you will see with English teachers, you know, that that joy of reading, and it's 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 the joy of reading for me as well as the practical benefit. That is so exciting to see little little kids reading a book. They read differently. And you will notice that I have nine grandchildren and and I study the behavior quite studiously. For instance, they they don't turn the page, they swipe the page um, because they're used to. It's a swiping motion. Just watch the hands, it's quite extraordinary. (laughs) Plus, um, you you will see as well, especially the little ones, um, they touch images. They want to touch things to see what the reaction is. But nevertheless, Um, there's no question if you give them books if you give little people books there's a joy and that joy has not changed in a hundred years so I, I think I love this initiative I just think we've got to find a mechanism to get more people involved and then they get back to the point of Kahil Gibran's quote when you give of yourself then you are truly giving
3: you're listening to The Dark and the Guru proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Yeah, this is true, Gordon. Now, well said, this Gordon. That's an absolutely, and I think that's that's one of the leading points we made earlier is to get people over that that hump of inertia or whatever it is, or just knowing that they can do something. So it's information sharing, and then they say, "Well, yeah, you know, I'm a little bit apprehensive, but I I, I want to be part of the initiative." And once you're over it and you're in and you see the joy, you know, hopefully that that's a catalyst for more. You bring more of your mates, your friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, Nadia, just uh, in terms of the lead character for, in your own words, Mrs. Mabena, I mean, that is already in a yeah. short period of time being internationally recognized as one of the best pieces of work uh, mm-hmm. uh, across the category. So let's just talk a little bit about the character. I mean, I've watched the ad a number of times. And, and again, for our listeners, you can go to the Cadbury site. You can see Mrs. Mabena uh, and you can see about that, that, that twist in the tail of the actor. So let me leave it to you to tell us about that, please.
0: Yeah, so very proud of this piece of work, Doug, and I think you know we kicked off as as most um, platforms do with an emotive piece and i think mrs mabena was the manifestation of what we believe is true and authentic real society today it tells the story of a of a of a of how a, a small and meaningful act of kindness and generosity creates a connection between people and i think we've all grown up with mrs mabena somewhere in our lives right the 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 gogo or granny or the oma that every child you know runs to and congregates at that house and, uh, you know, know, she's always ready to help you um, and to to help her fellow uh, single moms from time to time. And I think it was received so beautifully um, both locally and internationally uh, because it resonates and it resonates with truth. And it focused on a true South African tension point. And, um, you know, again, how do we create this domino effect? And I think Gordon just spoke to it. How do we take it to people that can truly drive the effect? And the relevance and quality has been recognized by industry experts. Very, very privileged to say that ad forum voted Mrs. Mabena one of the best food, snacking and beverage advertisements um, and campaigns worldwide and i think what that did is it showcased our belief that everyone has an inherent ability to make a difference and that touches you i call it the the love and money equation doug that you know you know a difference in someone's life is not just about grand gestures but it's about an investment and it's the idea that a small action that comes from a place of generosity And Cadbury goodness can have a huge impact and it truly has just our our consumers have been so positive and just so inclined to ask us what's next does Miss Mabena have another story to come so uh, certainly very proud of the piece of work and I'm glad you've seen it and you enjoy it
3: well, I mean, again, well done. And I actually used not just Mrs. Mabena, but in your own words, as a as a mini case study. You know, I did I did some lecturing at at a business school, and I used that a few weeks ago. You know, in, in terms of you know dissecting, talking about purpose, and uh, you know, asking for different views. So yeah, again, well done. I think that's a great piece of work. Now, only just in terms of the, of the facts and figures, you're you got big goals. You spoke about a specific objectives. I mean, I was in in, in reading some of the stuff. You're looking at translating uh, or, or creating 1,500 stories uh, for children in their home language uh, by 2023. So, if you can just tell us where are you on the journey and uh, how many books have you done so far?
0: Ah, oh, so Doug, uh, we we recently launched a bit of a dashboard and really proud. So we're in the throes of of uh, translating about, uh, I think, 300 books thus far. We've uh, printed and delivered 45,000 books to date. Um, and uh, so the numbers tally and tally up. I am so grateful to you know, the thousands and thousands of consumers that have gone on the, on the journey with us thus far. And we've partnered with an um, NGO called Nali Bali, um, and they're very passionate about reading and about the cause. And to your point earlier, Gordon, the swiping effect, we're also partner sh- partnering with an edutech uh, platform that can ultimately take our, our um, translated books um, across multiple streams as well. Uh, so you can actually click on the pictures. But having said that, I think the goal is certainly to create 1,500 new stories. We're well on our way to achieving that. And hopefully it Achieving it in the best interest of South Africa,
2: you know, and I think you know, bringing it back to the commercial application of this. Um, at the end of the day, um, I am just having a look at the the recent IPA report on diversity and inclusion, and how important it is that you know, at the core of, of uh, the organisation, there is a commitment to that. You know, internally as well. Otherwise, it, you know, this this whole thing. As the danger of becoming an external application. And, you know, there's a whole, like, a 10-point plan there, but a couple of points for me, which were, were interesting in that report, you know, questions you ask yourself, does your company truly embrace diversity and inclusion in its actions? Is it not just rhetoric? And this is a good example of it going beyond rhetoric into action. Um, is your marketing team and your agency partners, are they diverse and inclusive? And it just layers down right through to, you um, Simple applications and questions. Are, are your briefs to agency partners, media owners, mm-hmm. and, and tech providers, you know, diverse and inclusive? And in the last couple of weeks or so, I've been, I've been observing a few pictures, um, you know, f- uh, global pitches. just, you know, as an, as an auditor. And uh, I'm quite horrified by the lack of diversity uh, and, and, and inclusivity in, in briefs that we are defaulting mm-hmm. back to, to some really bad practices there. So how do you go about as an organization beyond the brand embedding uh, inclusion and diversity in in simple communication you know, um, and in and, and, and the whole sort of mechanism of, of marketing?
0: Yeah. So, Gordon, to be very honest with you, I think, you know, Part and parcel of being able to drive diversity, equity, and inclusion lies within the values of your organization, right? And I think Mondelez leads in that way. We are a purpose-led business. Um, we empower people to snack right. And we've entrenched uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion as part and parcel of every spear and lever in our business. I think, you know, our our, um, our goals and our, our measurables with regards to how we brief our agencies, how we um, interweave and ensure that we put diversity, equity, inclusion ahead um, of of our asks and in our scope of works has become an absolute mandated um, requirement. And I think, you know, even amongst our colleagues, our, our colleagues are our frontline influencers and they're our supporters. Our partners are our frontline influencers and they are our they, they deliver the work that we, we're so proud of in many cases, but they need to buy into what we stand for. And I think that's where, from a Mondelez point of view, um, we really install an integrated way of working. We recently signed up with the um, UN and Stereotype Alliance, which ultimately delivers a Toolkit with regards to diversity, equity, and inclusion, particularly in the creative space, that allows us to put forward some of the um, paradigm shifts that we expect. But more importantly, you know, freedom within in, uh, freedom within a framework. So it allows us to utilize that. To as guidelines and principles that we measure our creative by and we measure our interactions by and we measure every ounce of our strategic intent by and I think that for me is ultimately um, critical as we embark on a long-term action plan to ensuring that we actually have a point of view and our consumers resonate with that point of view and we take a stand because I don't think I don't think we want to I don't think we want to be loved by everyone but we want we want, we want to care and we want people to care about us. And in doing so, we want to stand for the right thing. And I think diversity, equity, and inclusion ensures that we can do that in a way that's proud and um, resonant with the Mondelez values.
2: Yeah, I love the way you put that. I mean, I think if, if you want purpose-driven brands, you've got to have a purpose-driven business, which I think is the is the golden thread. That, that's a really nice linkage for me. Doc, I mean, you you being the big brand king here, I mean, I tend to be at the, the bottom end of the food chain. I, you know, I do the media schedules, but this is your game. I told you before,
3: Gordon, most of our money went
2: to media. So I certainly did pay attention. But <laughs> a lot of the stuff
3: here, you know, I left to the experts. But certainly when it got to the media discussions, we weren't flippant about it. <laughs> So yeah, according to you know, again through my career, you know, Nadia, And, and the sad part of it is we're talking twenty twenty-one and and maybe the term has has changed over the years to diversity, equity, inclusion. And 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 I'm going back to where my career started, 1989. It was then called stereotype reduction. The principles were the same. The principle was to try and find similarities, not overt differences, you know, color, race, um. All the, the obvious things, gender. Uh, and, and, and so we did this exercise in 1989, back in Port Elizabeth had firestone, you know, which is very, ironically very, very close to the Cadbury's plant. So um, the, 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 it's, it's a sad state that the world is still moving, but at least it's moving along that way, that people are starting to embrace differences, uh, etc. And if we had more time, Nodia, which we don't have, we'd chat about your very big, bold, uh, stim-roll uh, piece of work. But But we're not going to get into that for... Our listeners out there as you're moving towards the end please be part of the conversation we always ask that every week um get onto Cadbury site, get into the uh, in your own words in our own words uh put a word in be part of that discussion I think the Springboks did it a few years ago Gordon you may remember with the signatures on the back of the jersey on the numbers you could be you could feel that you were on the jersey this is uh, a similar campaign slightly different in its notion but you can be part of it as a South African you can enter your word uh you can learn a word so we encourage you to do that Nadia I'm going to say thank you from my side I'm going to hand over to Gordon to close off but just in closing um if someone wants to chat to you on social platforms are you on uh, on any platforms that they can get hold of you
0: Yes, of course. So uh, Instagram as well as uh, obviously LinkedIn is my two most important platforms that I look at, and it's Nadia Mohammed. (laughs) Great. Well, again, please be part of the conversation,
3: you know, chat with Nadia, ask her questions, dialogue, engage. Nadia, thanks very much. I really appreciate your time. Uh, And, uh, yeah, we look forward to to chatting in the future. Gordon, thanks. I'm going to hand over to you to close it out today.
2: Great stuff, Nadia Thank you so much. Uh, I, I just I love the uh, the reading initiative, and uh, again, just to appeal to any anybody out there who has a passion for words, and a passion for reading, and a passion for children reading, um, to to engage with the campaign and look for ways of of plugging in. Uh, whether it's via a community hall or via your local library, there's got to be a way for us to contribute. Um, you right across the board. So, Nadia, thanks for your time. Great initiative. Um, Doc, we'll, uh, we'll see you uh, in a week or so.
3: Absolutely. And to all, our,
2: yeah, all absolutely. our listeners, thanks for joining in. And just a, just a closing thought there. When you contribute your word, don't use that word that you use for the ref. Uh, against the Springboks versus the Lions in the first test. That, that kind, those kinds of words are not. Uh, it's a family <laughs> show. It's <a> PG, PG, <laughs> PG, exactly.
0: Oh,
3: thank <laughs> you, oh, Cheers. Bye. You guys that. Cheers. Bye,
0: now. <laughs> Bye.
1: And so that was another episode of the Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, and then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mateas. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views,
2: uh, and certainly will respond. and Hopefully, we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc and it's uh, Gordon Miller, the Guru signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time.
0: The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.